Welcome to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, where each week we simplify the complexities of your leadership journey. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. Whether you are listening to this podcast or you are watching it on YouTube, we are so glad you've joined us. My name is Amber Jordan, and I'm here with Dr. Michael David Morales, a.k.a. Mo. How's it going today, Mo? Hey, what's going on, Amber? Doing well. I'm ready to talk about leadership. So, as always, let's do it. Well, Mo, I I was thinking today, we're almost halfway through 2021. Can you believe that? No, that's like seriously crazy. I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's going by so fast. And at the same time, I... I'm finding myself like still not quite over 2020 and and still kind of, you know, we live life so differently than we did a couple of years ago, but then things are starting to try to kind of get back to normal. And so we're just in this weird in between. And the other day, my daughter, my oldest daughter got her first job, which was awesome. And so we decided to go out and celebrate. And well, actually I said, hey, we should celebrate what would you like to eat? I'll go pick up your favorite food. And she's like, well, why don't we just like go out to a restaurant? And when we both looked at each other, it was like a scene from a movie where you like look at each other and the music begins to build. And it's like, now, you know, this was the greatest idea they've ever had. And it's like, we can go out to a restaurant. So I just thought it's so interesting. Like so much has changed and even trying to get back to normal. There's just things we think differently now about things. And it's just now, how do we change back or, or get to the new normal? It's just, it's weird, right? Yeah, it really is. In fact, I mean, the the pandemic was, it was definitely crazy and it really causes you, right, to really think about life in general. And and you had one of those moments. I mean, you literally had to stop and think and you're like, wow, this is, this is something that we haven't done in a long time. I mean, something as simple as going out and sitting at a restaurant, which is really cool. And I'm glad you got to do that. And so a lot of us, right, last year, learned new hobbies, spent time with family that we didn't think that we were going to have that kind of time <laughs> with our families before, right? And we probably learned a lot about people. And sometimes, sometimes probably more than we wanted to, right? About the, the ones that, <laughs> that we love. And the thing is, it's no different in companies. I mean, we're all working together, right? And so things change and things have changed since last year, which is really cool. And so we learn how to connect with each other in different ways now. I know for me, I was out of the country, as you know, last year with the army and I was at an undisclosed location, you know, uh, at a bunker at the bottom of the center of the earth, right? Um, (laughs) But we were were doing some things out there and literally it changed, right? I mean, COVID happened when I was gone and within a day, it changed. I mean, think about this. We went from uh, having 40 people in a crammed room that was only supposed to be for 10 people, right? For an important meeting with important people. And we're all kind of just up against the wall waiting to talk. Um, and then all of a sudden within a day, we literally went to like zero people in that room and we were all virtual. And it was like, why did it take a pandemic for this to happen? Why couldn't we been doing meetings like this <laughs> already <laughs> all, all along, you know? So, I mean, th- those, those are some of the things that have changed. And like for, for our company, it was a life changer in the army. Yeah, I think we all kind of stumbled upon some really good things kind of accidentally and luckily. <laughs> Well, yeah. And, and today we want to talk about, you know, how life has changed for our listener out there, for our listeners out there, for your companies. 
And, and, and they've changed in so many different ways. And every person listening has a different story to tell. So I want you to think about your story out there today, leaders. What was that normalcy that you were used to? And what is the normalcy now? Because we all have heard that phrase, and you actually used it in your story, the new normal. But in reality, we are kind of learning how to do things different now. And so it's not going to be the same. In fact, some companies have struggled to keep up with the surge of the new demands and products and service, services during the pandemic. I mean, some people thrived. I know a lot of people were, were hurt, and I talked to a lot of people who were, who were hurting during the pandemic. But as soon as people learned that, hey, I, I can still work from home. And then now we're kind of get, getting back together and, and realizing, well, the demand never left. It just, it, it came from, from a different angle. And so the labor market, uh, you know, the, the people that took advantage of acquiring new businesses and new talent, all those things have really changed the course of business. And so if that sounds familiar to you that, man, Mo, there are a lot of changes out there. What I think is important is that there has never been more of a demand for the products and services that you have out there, leaders. You just need to figure out where that is. And are you willing to do what it takes to move your team to the next level in this new world? Well, and to help them move to the next level, we've got three actions that leaders must take. So why don't you tell us what the first one is? Sure. The first action that we have for leaders today, Amber, is this. Leaders implement change. Leaders, you are the change makers out there. In fact, the ability to change and to thrive in the new circumstances that, that you see every day, you know, as demonstrated by, by all the companies in, in COVID-19 and, and the pandemic, you know, that is now expected to be the new normal. In fact, there's a Forbes article and there's a lady and her name is Maureen Metcalf. And she said this, one of the emerging leadership trends of 2021 is rapid change. There it is. And, and, and not that it's possible, she says, it will become the norm. And so leaders, what is the norm for you now? Because new is gonna, gonna leave that, that, that phrase and it's just gonna be the norm. And so there's key differences and you wanna be the best. You wanna set yourself apart from everybody else and all the other companies and all the other noise out there, right? So, I mean, we're talking about time, talent, energy, all these things that we have in our workforces that we have to compete with other people. Well, break those down for us. Like, what do you mean by time, talent, and energy? Sure. The time, as, as I say, is, is what every employee has to kind of give to being a productive company, right? I mean, we want to be productive daily. Leaders, how are you spending your time? right? And, you know, there, there's meetings, there, there's emails, there's all these processes. And when we talk about talent, um, it, it's really about, you know, what do you bring to your job? What do you bring to the company? What do you bring to the team? Leaders, people are looking towards you and they want to know, is my leader competent enough to look and see what I have to bring to the table? Can they utilize my talent? And finally, the energy is really how employees are ready to invest or spend their time in the work that they do to contribute to the success of the team and ultimately the success of the company. So, so here's our first question for our, our audience today, Amber. The question is this, what changes within this new norm do you need to implement? 
You know, one of the companies that I thought did this so well and so fast right when the pandemic hit was Chick-fil-A. And, well, I'm talking a lot about food today, but hey, isn't that what we did (laughs) during the pandemic? (laughs) It's never bad to talk about food. (laughs) Yeah. But really, like, you know, you couldn't go inside anymore to any of these places. And so the drive-through lines everywhere was absolutely crazy. But immediately they implemented the system and these different lines depending on how you were paying and and stuff and just it was so fast so efficient and i i remember pulling up and just thinking wow they got it right like they didn't sit around and try to think how do we keep things normal they thought what do we need to do and i'm sure it employed you know the time and talent and energy of their team to just make something super new and efficient and amazing So what is the second action that leaders need to take? Yeah, here it is. The the, the second thing that leaders need to do, Amber, is this. Leaders encourage balance. Leaders, are you encouraging balance? And you might be thinking, well, Mo, there's so many ways that that you can, so many angles to this. Well, so let's start here then, Amber. And and, and you can kind of make sure that I, as you always do, that I stay on task and and, and stay in the right direction. But (laughs) leaders, (laughs) you need to be good at both. (laughs) It's a a full-time job, right? (laughs) Leaders need to be good at two things. They need to be good at results and relationship. The two R's, that's it. So you have to bring clarity to your team. There's that word again, right? And you need to help them understand that both are important, both results and relationships. They go hand in glove. And the reason for this is that results ensure that the team continues to move in the right direction, that they, that it moves forward. And it helps the stakeholders, everybody that, that needs the, the company to do well, that it, it continues to move towards that success and they know what's important. They know that you understand what's important and that you're doing your best to serve them. Those are the, the, those are the results because producing results helps you and your team stay focused. It helps you stay logical and it helps you be organized. And Amber, we, we've talked about on, on other podcasts about what it means to be organized and why that's so important. But typically, this is going to help you identify more with people who are, are task-oriented on your team. Because there's some people out there on your team that are task-oriented. They want to get things done and they want to set high expectations. And so when you set high expectations for them and for yourself, they are going to love that. In fact, focusing on results makes you more likely to be confident in speaking to those people and being direct in, 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 in the language that you have with your team. And so you have to make sure that you're very careful with those people and helping them understand that, you know, it, it is about the grade and the grade is important, but that's not the only thing. Because remember, it's not your team, right? But it's it's the challenging times that you're going to face together that you need to make sure, hey, you know, it's still important to get these things done. So let's not, you know, not have the task at hand, which is why relationships are so important. Relationships are important because obviously, you know, as we've talked so many times before, without relationships, leaders, you have got nothing. You are dead in the water, as I like to say. The most effective leaders are going to be able to move into deeper relationships with each other, with each other on their team. You have to be able to be good at this. If you want to be a great leader, you've got to be awesome at that second art. You've got to be a relationships kind of person because the tough part is that every relationship member in these companies, everyone is different. You and I talked about that. You would say, Mo, I'm I'm doing this with this person and with this person, this person. I'd say, well, why are you doing the same things? And you're like, well, because I'm trying to be relational. I'm like, no, 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 no. 
Being relational is different for every single person on your team. You're like, holy cow, I've got to have all these. Yes, you've got to have a ton of different ways in, in, because everybody on your team is different. No two are the same. Everybody's different. And as, as the leader, you're the one who navigates each relationship. And so you can't use the same style for every person. You have to meet them where they're at. And if you can find balance within all those styles, you are going to become a very effective leader. Well, Mo, when you talk about balance, what, what does that look like? Is that like a 50-50 between results and relationship? Or does that vary depending on the leader's personality or the personality of the team? Or like you said, every relationship is different. So how do you, how do you find balance? What does balance actually look like? Yes. To all those. <laughs> In fact, I, I, I mean, seriously, that, that was a great question and sub questions. And the answer is this, it, everything's important. It's never going to be 50, 50. It, it's never going to be exactly 50, 50. It can get close. And if you can, wow, that's awesome. I never, I'm sometimes 70, 30, one way or the other. Sometimes it's more tasks. Sometimes it's more relationship, but I'm the one who's kind of balancing that. I, I have to run from one side to the other because being relationship minded and being task oriented helps you be concerned both with the well-being of the people on your team and the well-being of the health of the company. The bottom line, both are important, right? You got to have both. And Amber, I, I don't know. It's not going to be 50-50. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. If you're a good listener and you can learn how to encourage and support your team members and your employees, they're going to want to be more results focused, right? And so that's why relationships are so important. And don't be phony about it. Be real. Your people know when, when you're being phony. And if you focus on helping others to develop their skills and getting better at what they do, they're going to give you plenty of feedback. <laughs> and you know what? Then you know how to give them new instructions in, in ways where they understand work, how they understand life. And so my question for, uh, for our, our listeners out there on this point is this. You know, how do you make sure that your people are staying balanced and productive when the sprint is going to turn into the marathon? That's good. Okay, so leaders implement change. They encourage balance. What is the third thing that leaders do? This is my favorite point because, of course, it, it, there's so much that goes into it, and it's this. Leaders model expectations. And notice uh, the last question kind of moved into this because sometimes there's a sprint, but there's definitely a marathon and we want to be focused on both. And so the bottom line is this leaders, if you are at a company or team or whatever, you are the one who is responsible to shape expectations. And the way you shape expectations is by you, <laughs> the leader walking the walk and not just talking the talk. I mean, Amber, how many times have we talked about that, right? In fact, Henry Cloud says this. I, oh gosh, I love this. And and Amber, don't roll your eyes. So I'm giving you I'm giving you the warning right here. Here it is. The, the, one one of your your all time favorite quotes that that I like to say. You get what you tolerate, <laughs> leaders. You get what you tolerate as a leader, right? You're the you're the one who steers the ship. You're the one who's gonna gonna gonna, gonna face the challenges along the ways. You're the one who's going to be showing people the big dream. You're going to be the one who's going to be doing the small day to day stuff, but you can be sure of this within all of that is work is changing. <laughs> and now some people are saying that, well, you know, maybe I don't need to go back to work. Maybe, you know, I, I can be very effective at home and, and, and companies are, are 
thinking, wow, I can save a lot of money by having this person be effective at home. And so some people are going to go back right now and, and some people are going to stay. Some people are going to do what's called the hybrid, right? We've all heard that term. Hybrid is like the term of 2021. You know, there's all these hybrid models out there. And how do we help people be the most effective? Well, leaders, you have to define that future. And the leaders that can define that within the companies now, they're going to be the ones that, that keep control and you will not lose control of the momentum that you've built all the way up to this time. And so I'd say this, first you want to add value, right? We talk about that all the time. That's the practical piece of this. You have to add value to your people. And so when you model that, make sure you put adding value at the very top of your list. I mean, this should be the top rung of the ladder of, of leadership success for you right now. Write that down. Am I adding value to people in my company? And you know, this is really difficult, right? Because you need your people both to be effective, as we said, you know, they need to be good at their job while at the same time you need to help them become better and stronger and faster in whatever they're doing, which increases individual capital. And so inevitably this means that, you know, hopefully your people are going to outgrow your company. Hopefully they're going to leave and go somewhere else. Hopefully you're so good a leader that they are going to say, I've outgrown this and now I need to go and take my talents somewhere else. Leaders, when people leave and if they leave for the right reason, you should be ecstatic and be like, wow, I was part of that. You know, the wrong way to deal with that is, is what most companies do, or maybe not most, but a lot of them, right? They stifle people. They're afraid of people getting too good. Why? You want your people to be awesome. Don't hold on to that knowledge and power. Give it away because it's your people that are going to use that knowledge and power. And yes, they're going to probably end up going and they're probably going to go to a competitor. But you know what? That's all right because true leadership means that you can help your people become better at what they do. And hopefully, work yourself even out of a job, but that's going to make you indispensable because ironically enough, that's going to make you somebody that is sought after in your industry. So you want your people to be confident in what they do and be able to take those skills somewhere else. I, I know that seems weird, but that's really how it is. Yeah. It's just, it's not something that you hear people talk about very often is, you know, add so much value to your people that they leave. There you go. In fact, Amber, one executive that, that I talk to on a pretty regular basis right now, um, one of the, guy, the guys that I coach, he takes pride in bringing people, men and women, into his company and taking them to the next level and understanding that they're going to become so confident in their field of work that they're going to leave. Like He loves that. Every time somebody leaves, it's he chalks it up as a win because nobody ever leaves that company because they're upset. They're leaving because they're going to a bigger and better opportunity. And he's part of that journey. And so he's moved more people from his company into bigger and better positions than anybody that I know over the years. But he's so good at training people that there's, here it is, there's never a shortage of new people that want to take the place of those who leave. There's always room for a new person. And the other great part is this is you know just because people leave doesn't mean that you're going to lose influence in fact you are going to lengthen the sphere of your influence and and your inner circle is going to end up becoming bigger and you're going to you're going to end up having more people than than you know what to do with because it, like in, in this guy's case people keep coming and and his his leaders that left they're sending people back to him and saying you need to go work for this company so when you when most people think, oh, I don't want to lose these people, no, give them away because you're going to end up having more people come back. Because if you're secure enough in your leadership, 
that you can train people in such a way that they outgrow your company, then you're on the right track. And so the question is, are you doing that? Well, that's, it's really an inspiring way to look at it. You know, I think leaders out there, probably one of the big stressors that they have is people coming and going. But if you can look at it as, wow, it's my opportunity to train up people without the fear of them leaving, or even the, man, I put so much time, I invested so much time into training them and now they're gone. Really, it's an opportunity to inspire others. And Amber, you hit the nail on the head. That's what leaders do. It's an opportunity to inspire others. Gosh, I love that. And we, we need to create such an environment that people know that we're investing in them, that we're broadening their skills. Remember, it's, it's more than just what you do at work, but it's about nurturing and helping employees and team members grow in all areas of life. And so when you have employees that feel good about themselves and they're confident in what they do, and, and they have a general well-being about them, I guarantee you're going to foster a culture of connectedness at your place of work. And so the reason, Amber, this is so important is because when things go bad, your people are going to be resilient. They're going to be ready for it. They might not know they're ready for it, but they're going to be ready for it because no one person or persons in your company or your entire team will ever be down for very long. They're going to, they're going to bounce back up. And so you're going to help them bounce back. You're going to be there to inspire them, to, to let them know we were ready for this. And again, we have to do this faster so that we set people up for success because in this new world, we ultimately have to give the company value and, and the people that come and work with us and under us, whether it's at home or, or 100% at the job or if it's some kind of hybrid model, they're expecting you as leaders to bring them along and, and put them on that journey with you. So the question I would leave people for this point, Amber, is this. What are the expectations for your company when it comes to the ongoing speed of getting better? Are you helping your people get better? Are you helping them feel ready for what's coming next? Because I'll tell you this, this is a great year for you to catapult your team and to the next portion and to the next stratosphere of success. Yeah, and really, as we think about, you know, answering that question, going back to what you said the, at the beginning of that point, that it's our job to shape expectations, but the main way we do that is modeling. It is in how we conduct ourselves as leaders. That is really the ultimate shaper of the expectations. And I think that we don't, Again, we don't often think about that. We think of what rules or policies can we implement so that everyone knows the expectations, but man, they are gonna pick up on what is really expected by what we as leaders model, which is so good and really important reminder. So Mo, before we go today, do you have any final thoughts for us? I do. Remember leaders that the results piece is about you taking charge. And you can't have results without relationship. And remember that people are looking towards you all the time. And especially now, a lot of leaders are trying to hide right now because they're not at the workplace and it's easy to hide, but I'll tell you, your people, you're not hiding from them. They know how good or not good <laughs> you're doing right now. Trust me. I know the executives that I'm working with right now, they know that, that their people are watching them through email, through zoom, through calls. And trust me, as we get closer towards the end of this year, right? We're, we're already halfway through, so we're, we're getting closer. 
your people are going to start coming back and they're expecting a lot from you. So leaders, if you want to be results driven and you want to be a relational person, it begins with you. And I'm excited. I'm excited to hear what, what leaders are doing because I know that this is such, such a ripe place in life for people to, to, to take the next step and make their leadership better. And so we're here for you. And we hope that, that, that you're understanding that, that we want to simplify these things because when you talk to your people, we want them to know exactly what you think. We want them to know that you are there for them. And that's why we do this. Yeah. And we want to help you be as inspiring to others as we know that you want to be. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for listening to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. Highlights and resource links are available for you in the show notes. We hope that you will join us next week as we continue on the leadership journey. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out and share with others so they don't miss out. See you next week.